0: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DDw group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blob Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to another broadcast night here on the soul of America Radio. Tonight you're listening to Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain. Breaking the Silence and Healing the Pain offers an open and candid dialogue platform in which you can discuss issues involving sexual abuse, emotional abuse, addiction, depression, just the name of few. Join us tonight with your hosts, Jim Morris, Tarsha, Tammy, and Tony. I want to I'm gonna make
1: it. I want to
2: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back for another wonderful week of exciting dialogue right here on the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Breaking the Silence and Healing the Pain right here tonight. We are live. We're in the studio. We are ready. We're geared up. Well, some of us are ready. I'm a i am I got a little confession in a minute. But before I say anything, <laughs> let me introduce everyone that's on the panel tonight. We 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 just all fired up and ready to get started. I've got with me and I'm just gonna say everybody's name first. Um Janoris is in the house. I can't get no clapping, right? I can't? Okay. Janoris is in the house, <laughs> Henry is in the house, in the house, Mark is in the house, and we got a special guest host. Pasha Moore, did I say that right? Is in the house. Everybody, wonderful. <laughs> and I'm going to pass the ball to Janoris, but I got a I got a a, a quick confession to make on air that they don't even know about. Nobody knew about this but me. And so I'm just going to let Janoris know so I won't have to do push-ups after the show. I am totally not prepared for tonight. Uh, number one, uh, uh, there was a fire uh, I ran out of gas There was a flood I Ooh. had an earthquake And the dog ate my homework.
1: And
3: the dog ate your homework The dog ate my homework, And it wasn't
2: my fault so, so I just want everybody to know point. I'm I'm not as prepared as I usually am But I got something for y'all tonight So with that being said I'm going to you You accept? Is that what you said?
4: Hello. Good morning, Janoris. You accepting, Janoris? I I don't know it's if I accept it or not, to but I'm gonna I'm to take the choice and run with it. Hello, everybody. Janoris <laughs> and I just <laughs> want to thank everyone for joining in tonight, and a special thanks to Tasha for uh, joining us tonight. And I think that we should just um, just get right into um, get right into our guests. And so, if it's all right, Tasha, I'd just like for you to. Um,
5: Introduce yourself and tell your story Um, My name is Tasha Moore And I am 48 years old I am a mother (laughs) I I am a mother um, A wife And um, a grandmother And um, I was sharing with LaTasha that um I am the product of an affair, and that was of course a secret um for I will say the first twelve, thirteen years of my life and that has kind of shaped me and who I am today um I've gone through a period where, of course, I I despise cheaters. I, I um I've gone through that period of where I've um, struggled with people who cheat in relationships, especially mm. marriages, and um I even struggled at some point with my identity in terms of was I supposed to be here because of me getting here the the way that I got here. So for a long while, I felt like I was a mistake and I wasn't supposed to be here. Um, so it's kind of been something that I've been struggling with. I was more or less now in my a, adult life in terms of, you know, just searching for my identity and trying to figure out um, my place or how do I fit in because um, for a minute, well, I'll say the first 13 years, um, I was kept a secret, of course, um, from my fault. Not, not all of his family members knew about me. Some of them did. Some of them did not. And um, back at that time... I was—I uh, happened to be dating a, a young man. I would say I was in the tenth grade; he was in the eleventh grade. And he actually went to school with my sister, and and we didn't know anything about each other. And he was the one that brought it to me. Um, he asked me, "Did I um, know?" a young lady named Michelle Thornton because Thornton was my mate name. And Mm. um, I told him, no, I didn't know her. And so several times he kept coming to me, asking me, did I know her? And he was like, you got to know her. He was like, you have the same last name. Y'all resemble each other. So um, Mm. after a while, I went to my mother and asked her, um, did she know... Someone named Michelle Thornton. At that point, my mother told me to go ask my father. So when I did ask my father at that point, he still never came out with the truth of the matter. He kind of one day picked me up from driver's ed, and he had my sister and my brother with him. And that was the way in how we were introduced to each other. My sister was in the 11th grade. We're six months apart, so um, but she she was born in 67. I was born in 68. Both our mothers hmm. were pregnant at the same time. Um, so these are all the things that we've discovered as we um, begin to bond and as we begin to discuss, um, you know, different things about our father. So... Um, the last thing that has come out of it is the fact that me and my sister and my brother we have a, a great bond, we have a a great connection and um so so that's the good part. However, it still has its um it still has its dark side to it for me because I've always felt like I was an outside child. They share the same mother, I share I have a different mother. So I always felt like I was an outside child. I always felt like I was second best. Um, I, I I just struggled with a lot of different feelings, and I still struggle with them. Um, as much as, you know, I'm constantly told, you know, in terms of scripture that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, I understand that. I understand that um, the Lord designed that pathway for me to get here um I don't necessarily like the path of how I got here but I'm here so it has been um it has been a lot of emotions and feelings that goes along with goes along with um you know that and how I got here so of course I struggled with um my my sister's mom um which I'm sure And being a woman myself, I can only imagine her feelings, her emotions that she had to deal with, and, you know, uh, knowing that her husband had an affair and had brought a child out of that affair. And so that was difficult. Um, That was very difficult for me, and I struggled with that burden for a great deal of time. I I feel like I I struggled with it more than my mother and my father did. Um, My sister's mom, she passed back in 1999. Um, I did have the opportunity, you know, to spend some time with her. I never got to ask the difficult questions that I wanted to ask. Um, And I, I know initially she knew of my existence, She knew of my existence from the time of birth. However, she didn't want me to be brought out because I guess it would, I'm sure it would have exposed, you know, my father doing what he did. And it would, I guess she felt like it would have made her look a certain way. Right. So that's been, um, that was a, a family secret for a great deal of time. And it was very, It's been very painful It's been It's been difficult For me Um More so I think Than anybody else Because I struggle With the The different feelings And I wear my feelings On my sleeve A lot of times And It has made me Very uncomfortable
0: Wow Wow I definitely appreciate You sharing that And sharing your story And um I pray that if somebody is listening, you know, that they can be healed from the situation of, you know, breaking free and breaking that silence. But, Tasha, I just wanted to ask you, so I know that you talked about how, you know, this has affected you, but how Mm -hmm. do you deal with it now? Like what, you know, tactics do you use to overcome this um, and how you interact with the family now?
5: Well, it okay. My, with as far as my sister and my brother, I enter I have learned to interact um, with no caution with them
0: mm-hmm.
5: um, because I, you know, I I don't feel like they, you know, they had any say in it. They they've accepted me, and we move on. We've moved on, and my me and my sister are a lot closer than me and my brother. My brother is. Six years older than us, so um, by me and her being right next to each other in age, we've you know we've grown closer than we're female. So we have expressed our feelings, we've expressed our pain to one another. So we've kind of bonded. So that is that bond between us will never be broken. Um, You know, if, if my father. If anything was to happen to my dad We would still keep our connection and our bond um, right. The funny thing with us Is that we, um, we, are, we We have so much in common And we are similar In, in so many ways right. So that has made Our bond and connection That much better um, we, You know we both have Shared our pain She shared hers in regards of um, You know her mom being cheated on And I shared mine, and you know, in in regards of you know being angry with my father, I still deal with the emotions and feelings when it comes to my dad. Um, I, you know, I, you know, I go through periods where I try to get past the anger of it, and then it's times I pick that anger right back up, and it, it it affects my relationship with him. And the best way that I've learned to deal with it is I've kind of – I'll stay away. I'll stay away
3: Mm -hmm.
5: with having to relate to my father. My father lives in Virginia, so he's not here in Maryland. So I don't have to see him every day, um, and I don't have to talk to him every day. If I choose to talk to him, then I make that choice to call. Now, he does call me. And it's times I don't answer the phone and it's times when I'm in I'm okay and dealing with it okay, I will answer the phone. Right.
3: Um
5: I I I don't know. I don't know what life would be like without me feeling this way. So I can't say I I, I don't know what no that would That's be the- like. For me, yeah. in terms of well, if you know, if someone is to say, do you think you'll ever get past those feelings, or do you ever think that you won't struggle with it like you do? I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. Right. Um, all I do is pray up. I constantly keep it in prayer, and I ask the Lord to help me. Um, you know, when I know I have to be in the company of my dad. Um. And, it, and it's and it's a lot deeper because I also watched my father womanize. I watched him do it, so right. it has. It's been even more difficult watching mm-hmm. him, you know, handle women and do women the way that he's done them, and also know, you know, how I got here.
2: Hey, Natasha. Let me ask yes. you a quick yes. question. Yeah. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. This show. This show goes and this show goes in podcast. And then it goes practically all over the world, and thousands of people go back and dig these shows out of the archives and listen to them. And I have no doubt that with the pilot of this show, somebody is going to listen that has been in your shoes, like right mm-hmm. now. And and there may be somebody listening right now, young girl, maybe sixteen, seventeen, or maybe older, maybe younger. If you could go back, and right now I'm focusing on the younger. If you could go back to yourself as in the teens or the preteens where you were really hurting, knowing what you know now, what would you? how would you comfort yourself? What would you tell yourself to get through it? How would you express everything that you've learned? What would you tell yourself or what would you tell somebody that's young, that's going through this and kind of angry and mad and holding all this in? I think the, mm.
5: that to answer that question, I think the one thing that, that gives me the strength is knowing that I was fearfully and wonderfully made and and to know that
1: yes.
5: God chose the avenue that He chose for me to get here, however, that's the pathway he designed, and i have to I have to keep that at the forefront of my mind to know this is how God got me here um despite how Satan continues to you know plant the seeds in my head and make me look at this thing. Otherwise, I have to keep telling myself I was not a mistake. God got me here the way he got me here, and I have to rest with that. And I think if I would have understood that or known that in my younger years, like my teenage years, and the funny thing is in my teenage years, I – I had a desire and I had a passion to just have a relationship with my father. I looked at my father as being this this great man, this king. The bitterness, the resentment, the anger, all of those things came in my 20s when I did, um, I had a closer relationship with my dad. Me and my sister lived with my dad for a great deal of time. And at that time, I was unraveling. For myself, that you know, um, pulling the pieces of the puzzle together of this man and how he was living his life and how it was affecting me. So the biggest thing that I've learned out of this whole thing is, is is being a parent. What the choices we make and the things we do do affect our children, whether whether we think it does or not. Right. And. You know, I've been in counseling session after counseling session, you know dealing with this, um and I'm sitting there like, oh my god i'm forty eight years old, and I'm still dealing with this i'm still I'm still trying to you know find deliverance from this where I don't take on the guilt and shame it's it's like i'm taking on their guilt and shame that they maybe they should be carrying around
0: right for their
5: act of um infidelity or you know the the fact that they committed a, it was adultery but mm. i'm the one carrying it
0: right and i just want to say to you Tasha um you know like you just said, it's not your baggage you know it took me years and years to um help people to understand that You know, I mean, for me to understand that, you know, other people's baggage is not ours. You know, we carry that baggage for years and years, and, you know, we don't know how to transfer it back to them because it's not yours, you know. And I definitely appreciate you sharing that, and, you know, um, I pray that, you know, whoever is listening to this, you know, that they know that they can break free because breaking the silence is what really, really heals the pain, you know. And I definitely, I know that everybody on here appreciates you calling in and, um you know, talking to us about your story and sharing it and helping other people. Okay. Thank yeah, you so much, you oh. We really appreciate that.
2: Well, Hello? I'll tell you what, we got Ebonique Holden. Hello? We've got Please. Ebonique Holden and we've got Tamara Holden. I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back and get to Tamara and then Ebonique Right after this quick break, don't go well, We'll be right back.
0: This is the soul of America Radio.
1: If you want to speak
2: to the host, please dial. 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host, Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. Sexual abuse. Emotional abuse. Addictions and depression. Domestic violence. We are are breaking the silence, healing the pain. Remember, if you want to join us on the show, dial three two three seven eight four nine six three eight and press one if you want to speak on the air. And now back to the show And our hosts, Janoris, Latarsha, and Tammy. And Mark Anthony. We can't forget Mark Anthony. He's in there somewhere. I know. I hear him breathing. I hear you breathing. Welcome back to the show. And I hope I'm not muted. No, I'm okay. Can y'all hear me? Everybody can hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, hello. Okay, good, good. Welcome back to the show, and I'd like to thank, we just had a good caller call in, Tarsha, And we're going to move right along because we've got about 40 minutes and we've got some more callers. And listen, by the way, if you're holding on the phone right now and you want to make a comment or you want to share something, press 1, and that will let the producer know that you want to talk. If you're listening online, it's 323-784-9638. It should be above you. The chat room is open also, so if you're uh, online, scroll down to the bottom register the chat and then you can submit our questions to the chat. So anyway if you're holding press one, we got Ebeneke on the line, but first we're gonna go to Tarsha on ending in two oh six two. Tarsha welcome to the show.
0: Hello? I've already been on Hey. Yeah with it's Tamara. Tamara McKnight it's
2: Tamara. That's yeah. right. We look Tamara McKnight. Hold on a second. Uh, I know she's there. Uh, okay, here she is. Okay, good deal. Okay. Tamara?
0: Yes. Can you, can Tamara. you guys yes. Hi, welcome to the show, Tamara. The show. How are you? This is Tarsha. Fine. How
4: are you guys? We're good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.
3: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I wanted to call in and, and, and share my story. Hopefully it can... Help other young ladies like myself, um, where do I start at At the age of eight, I was molested by my grandmother's boyfriend, and around that time, we used to go over my grandmother's house every weekend, so I was afraid to tell because I'm thinking. There would be no more grandma visits at her house if I told her what this man did to me. So I kept it secret for 20 years. Um, I never told the soul until I was 30. And I told my aunt through a letter. She's like my second mom. And growing up, I suffered A lot from depression I was angry I hated myself I didn't think I was pretty enough for anybody And Mm -hmm. At times I wanted to leave this world But I didn't want to kill myself But I just wanted to leave So that way Mm -hmm. No one could think about me And At that time I didn't feel love So I didn't think they would miss me anyway But growing up, um, my father, he was in and out of my life and, you know, due to drugs and jail. So I I was searching, as a young child, I was searching for that, that manly figure, that love that comes from a man. So I searched it in different people, thinking I was going to get what he was supposed to give me, but never did I get that love I was supposed to really receive. So I soul searched and I soul searched for that love till I was 30 years old and I decided. It hit me like a ton of bricks out of nowhere. I'm just just so much depression, so much crying, not knowing where it's coming from. I decided to go to counseling. Mm. So I started counseling, and that helped me to release part of my story. It was a lot of things that I was holding in due to the molestation, watching my mom go through physical abuse inside the home and still stay with the man that hit on her, and watching my father being out of of my life and me searching for that manly, fatherly figure. So I went to counseling and I shared my story. So I felt this big burden come off of me. And I always prayed. I always believe in God. And my number one thing I would tell everybody is to pray. I don't care how hard it gets, you have to pray your way through the storm. You might not know what it's going to look like on the other side, but once you get to the other side, you'll see that prayer helps you get through. And today I wrote a book called The Images of Me that Came out July the 8th. It'll be on Amazon in about a couple of weeks. And it's sharing different parts of my story in my life. And it especially starts with the molestation because it's so hidden now. And it's happening so much. And don't nobody want to share because we think it's our fault. Oh, it's our fault. Mm-hmm. Why did he like me so much as a little girl? And another thing to heal from anything that you go through is forgiveness. You have to forgive somebody in your heart. Forgiveness in your heart is peace. When you have peace, then you Mm. can overcome anything. I don't care how mad you are at the person. You hate the person. You don't ever want to see the person again. But peace is for yourself. Peace is not for the other person because the other person could be fighting demons that we know nothing about. Right. But if we got peace within ourselves... Then we can move on and we don't
0: have to carry that burden for years, right?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's it's Mm -hmm. not your—it's not your—it's not your baggage,
4: not your battle. It is not. Not. Tam, 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 I just want to say, I thank you for calling in, and you know, it really takes uh, a lot of courage to, you know, disclose that type of information, and that when we talk briefly through Facebook, just knowing that. You are inspired to want to help other young ladies because it's true. We do have, um, it's definitely going on
3: in the households and it's not being discussed. And people need to right. know that absolutely. they have an outlet. They have to have an outlet. Yeah, absolutely. And I also want to say um, the ministry that I joined was Phoenix Ministry and she helps women with sexual abuse. When I say that ministry is so awesome. So you can sit there. You don't have to share your story. You can just listen until you're ready to share your story. But it's an outlet for young girls and young women to go to to feel safe.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And her name is Angela Warren at Empowerment Temple, but she is awesome.
5: And I, know I thank God. For God.
3: Mm.
4: Wow. Well, I thank God for you, and I know everybody else thank God for you for actually calling in.
3: And oh, Tamara, I
0: so. I'm sorry, Tammy. I'm so sorry. Um, I just wanted to ask you, Tamara. And I know that um, in the midst of you going through your storm, I know you wrote a book. And what what is the name of that book that you wrote?
3: The images of me.
0: The images of me. Okay, I just wanted to yeah. get that out there. So if anybody listening, they can definitely grab a hold of that book.
3: Yep, yeah, they can find me on um Facebook as Tamara McKnight, and then they can click on the link to order the their copy of the book.
0: Right. Yeah. So I think that that's awesome. But I awesome.
3: thank you so much for letting me even call in to share my story. And thank you guys for even having a blog radio talk show to talk about silence, suffering in silence.
0: Yes, definitely please call back. And you know what? You know we You know that we will be in touch anyway. Yes. And we appreciate you so much for calling in.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you guys
0: as well. All right. Thank you.
3: Good night,
1: baby. Bye.
3: Mm.
4: Wow.
1: Yeah. So
0: we have another caller that's on hold waiting to speak. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Is this Miss Ebonique? This is Ebonique from the Big, the Bold, and the Beautiful. How are you ladies? Hey,
0: Miss Ebonique.
1: Hi, How are you Anna, guys hey. doing? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> well, thank you. I am very, okay, so I'm just going to let y'all know I'm a fan, okay? And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was listening to a lot of what the young ladies were saying, the callers were saying, and, you know, I... I completely I can understand how You know those situations Really took a toll on their lives Um, When we're talking about Family secrets You know there's so many There's so many uh, Different uh, Secrets That we hold on to When it comes to our families And a lot of times we do not expose a lot of those secrets, especially if you are, uh, if you've been the victim, because we're afraid of, of what others may say, and that kind of still holds us in fear. Um, a lot of When you've had something that has devastated you, no one can understand it unless they've gone through it. And the shame that you carry of that secret alone is a burden, and it weighs you down like a ton of bricks. But once you break free of that and you come out of that, uh, once you come out of that, that stance, you really decide that this is my pain. This is something that has affected me my whole entire life. That who gives a god darn who doesn't like it, you can really start to exemplify true freedom, and that's what I want your viewer, your listeners, to walk away with with this, with me saying what I'm saying because you know I had a lot of creeps in my family when it came to uh, child molesters. I really did, you know, and you know it's just it's just such a generational curse. It's passed down from one child. To the next person, to the next person, to the next person, and it's like, my God, you know, who, whoever started this. Well, honey, let me just say this to kind of educate people that uh, molestation came from our, uh, from slaves, from our slave owners. Okay, a lot of times, a lot of the slaves were, were abused. Okay, and it kind of passed and trickled down to the families. And even still, those genera those things, those secrets have been going on for years, and people don't talk about it, they don't say in it, but they're living in silence. They're hurting in silence, and then they act out in different ways in their life. So right. That's so true. It, they're passing it down, and they're passing it down, but um. You know, from what, you know, what I've gone through in my life with molestation, I didn't allow that to bondage me. Um, A lot of people don't have the courage to step out and say, hey, this happened, you know. And and sometimes we are afraid to come out and talk about the actual pain of, of a circumstance because we're afraid of what others may think. So I'm just again reiterating that you have to live and walk in your truth. You have to be big, bold and beautiful in spite of your adversity <laughs> and you have to give your, you have to know that through all of your obstacles God loves you and that you are worthy and that you are blessed and that you are loved. So that good is good. my my stance on on all of this. And I hope that whoever's listening that they needed to hear that because you're not, you can't protect your abuser because they're the abuser. And when you continue to hold the silence of this, you're continuing to hurt, you continue to allow them to have power over your life and continuing to protect someone who didn't give a god darn about protecting you. So that's what we have to look at when we talk about subjects like this.
2: Right, and, and, you know, Ebony, I wanted to piggyback on something you said, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the how it came from slavery. Well, also, because uh, that is absolutely correct, also mm-hmm. in the 50s and 60s, um, you, you sound a lot younger than me, but in the 50s and 60s there was a lot of raping of young black girls by white men. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what we did to adapt as a race, is we got and to men, tell too and and men, men
1: right don't tell
2: nobody. Don't you right. say yeah. nobody. Don't you say <laughs> nothing to nobody. And we would right. protect. We, we called ourselves protecting the kids. So we had a lot of fun of, of race within our community, but we protected it. I hear some noise on the mm-hmm. line. But we protect it. and then what we would do is, we would we would cocoon it. We would um, uh, wrap it up, and in many instances, the the person that was the product of the rape would grow up in the household and never know that the person mm-hmm. that they grew up with was their was their mom or sister, and they never knew their father. And I'm saying this to say that fifties uh, and sixties to me, that was a rough period for us as a race, as far as people of color. And I think in the mm-hmm. 70s, it tightened up. But we are still recovering from that, too. You are absolutely right. We are still recovering from that because it was normal protocol. See, we're talking about breaking the silence now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Nobody wanted to break the silence in the 50s and 60s. Nope. Nobody. You couldn't get the mom and tell you daughter, i Yeah, you were like, shunned to talk about, just,
1: about it. And, it. and it's, pre- it's men,
2: too. Telling their, you had preachers telling people, be quiet! You had preachers. It was. It was. It was nothing. If you said you were breaking the silence, you would have gotten hushed up. So I oh, just yeah. want to pick up what you said. That is absolutely right. Absolutely. And I appreciate yeah, and I, your comment. Go ahead. Well, you have something else to add.
1: I was just saying, you know, we always make such big emphasis on women, 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 but there's a lot of mm-hmm. men uh, that have been uh, raped and abused yeah. also.
0: And yes, I do, do. not Thank
1: want you. to lose sight of that. I think for, for I think um, always and forever, the men were kind of in silence because it was, uh, it was something to be shameful of. It was something that we just didn't talk about. Uh, and, right. you know, the men end up molesting young girls. And, you know, it just continues the whole cycle because it's such, it's, such, it's a spirit. It's a spirit of sex a spirit of, right. of, of, of 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 evil and sometimes they can't break away from it because it's so powerful and it overpowers them as individuals. You can't break free of it. So you act out your molestation on other people. And that's how those cycles continue to continue and continue, continue. But um you know, I, I just you know, I, I I'm very clear that, you know, I know quite a few men who have gone through that. And I asked um, when I was doing One Sister to Another on the show before when we talked about the molestation of men and, you know, why did men, you know, you know, why is it, do you feel less empowered by exposing that part of your life? Um, And a lot of men said yes. You know, they didn't want to share those Things that had happened to them because they made them feel weak, and they're like, "Well, I'm a boy, you know." It's, it's last off like, "Ha ha ha!" You know, uh, 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 someone did this to me or did that to me, and it was just, you know, it's, <laughs> it was just, uh, "Oh, let, let's get dad," you know, type of swill. But mm-hmm. any kind of abuse it affects you, and and, and it definitely takes a, it, it, it definitely takes a toll on your life. So, um I you know, I applaud you guys for doing this topic. Um, it's not an easy topic for a lot of us, um, who've gone through the trauma. Um, but I'm I'm breaking the silence is exactly what it needs to be breaking the silence. And um and I'm just oh. grateful that oh. you guys are doing this show. Thank you so
0: well, much,
1: Ebony. We are
2: certainly are always Glad to have you calling me, and keep doing it. Keep giving us those nuggets because you are. Every time you call, and you spark something in me that goes on and makes me want to say something else run my mouth. We have got to take a very, very, very short break, and when we come back, we got gifts on the phone, and then we got one of the hosts that's going to share too, and we're going to get everybody in three, two, three, seven, eight, four, nine, six, three, eight, and press one if you're on the line right now. Be right back.
1: I'm a I'm
2: not i I'm i i Sexual abuse, emotional abuse, addictions, and depression domestic violence, we are breaking the silence, healing the pain. On October twenty-second, two 2016, from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., we will be hosting the Breaking the Silence Tour 2016 at the Marriott Hotel and Conference Center in Towson, Maryland. The seminar will feature three guest speakers who will share their stories and what they have done to overcome their circumstances. We will have question-and-answer breakout sessions with the speakers and local professional counselors who specialize in sexual abuse, domestic violence, drug addiction. We will provide resources on the various topics and contact information for anyone who desires counseling. Please make plans to be there.
3: Worldwide coast to coast talk radio this is the soul of america radio you're listening to soul
2: and we're back thank you mark i really appreciate mark not not the mark anthony this is another mark we're back you're listening to the uh you're to the soul of america radio breaking the silence healing the pain you have Janora's. Mark, Mark, you have the Mark, Latasha, Tammy And myself on the line And we've had several calls tonight We're talking about family secrets And so if you're listening on the phone And you want to join in on us we got about 20 hours, about 17, 18 minutes Press the number 1 If you're listening online And you want to join in uh, Dial 323 784 Who's next, who's next Who's on the line next, ladies who's, who, uh, who, who, who we got next uh, is yes. it
4: um, gift? Yes it is. Yep. Good evening.
0: Hi, Miss Gift, how are you?
4: I'm doing well this evening. I thank you for this opportunity to um share. This is a wonderful venue. I've always wanted to do something along the lines of this, but I, I never um thought, you know, how to start it. But so I, I do thank you for this so much. Um I would like to share um, just a small snippet of um, my story. Um, I posted some of it. Um, there are so many secrets. Um, the secret that's sticking out right now for me, um, I started out um a ward of the state, but I met my mom when I was uh, about eight years old. And um, I was in and out of her home, between her house and other uh, foster care homes, um, and one day I was a teenager, and um, you know, in, in high school you have to fill out all these forms, putting your parents' names on them. And this is my first time filling out the forms, and as I was filling them out, I put my mom's name and and I put um, my father's name, which who I thought was my father. And um, I gave the papers to my mother uh, for her to look them over, and she had to sign them. And then she looked, and she saw who I had as my father. And she said um, to me, that's not your father. And um, I was shocked. I said, huh? (laughs) I mean, I'm standing there. uh, I think I was about 14 years old. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is the person that I've always thought was my father.
1: Um,
4: What do you mean? Oh, no, that's not your father. Um, No, that's not your father. And then she proceeded to tell me that um, I really didn't know, I didn't even know who my father was. Well, later on, as I got older, my auntie you know there's always an auntie that knows everything in the family my auntie um told me that who my father was and that um my mother the reason why my mom did not tell me was because uh she was raped and i am the product of that rape and it happened to be my my mother's cousin her husband and um so i was again devastated i was floored and it made me reevaluate myself and um it also inserted a big void in my life and i was like okay um, life started out rough I didn't. I was just a person in a home Then I found my mom I thought everything was going to be great I found my mom and dad And then, you know, my life started to fall apart um, And whenever I went to my mom to ask her You know, more about um, this person She basically told me I didn't need to know It was in the past Leave the past In the past um, Well, about I would say two thousand and ten um I got some information from someone, and they actually told me um gave me a name who someone else in the family gave me a name of um who my father was and that he was living in virginia and um and a number and I did call him and um I introduced myself and questioned him and he um admitted to knowing my mom, and, but, of course, he, he said he didn't uh, remember the experience going that way. You know, again, he's a older man now, you know, um, and back in that time, things were different. You know, um, um, men, they approached uh, women differently. Um, I wasn't there, so, and my mom, she won't give me the details, when she finally did admit it, after I told her, okay, I found this man, he um, says, yes, that you guys had relations, um, but he doesn't remember that way. Then she opened up, and she said, no, you know, it was rape. He did this. This is how it happened. And um, And that's what it was. Now, how... Again, that that made a void, and for years I had um, uh, the first caller, Tasha. She talked about having an identity um, complex, and I did. I was wondering who I am, where do I belong to? I was tossed as a as a child. I was given away, and then um, my mom came back for me. And then I felt like you know now. Again, I'm a nobody. I'm just wandering around out here in this world. Um, fast forward to now. I, I have accepted, you know, my past is in the past. One, something that the last caller said, Evany, she, she was saying, you know, that this uh, spirit is so powerful. It's only powerful because we give it power. Um, I refused to give it any more power. One day I just said, you will not have any more power over me,
0: you know. Right, right. And that's how I, I
4: was Yes, right. I am bigger than this situation. This is something that happened to me. Yes, it was very hurtful. Yes, you know, I've suffered, you know, but right. I can move beyond this. And it is right. taken, again, going through counseling. It has taken... Um, loving myself, you know, because you feel like you're just unlovable, and it right. has taken having a solid um support system. Right. I thank God for my husband because after I told him that story, I was so afraid, you know, to be involved in relationships um because um I felt like I was damaged goods, you know. Right. Um and once I, I met my husband in 2008 and when I shared, you know, as part of my life with him because he asked about, you know, my parents and all, and I shared that with him. He, um, he was so compassionate, and he said, you know what? He said, um, you don't have to worry about that, not having a family. I'm your family now. And he renamed me. Um, he gave me the, the name, the African name of Ogani, which means gift from God. And that's where he said, you were a gift. Life is a gift, you know, that is given to us, you know. Mm -hmm. And we have to live this life, you know, um, as that precious gift. When somebody gives you a gift, you just don't throw it to the side, you know, this big, beautiful package all wrapped up in your favorite colors. You're not just going to throw it to the side. You're going to take that. You're going to cherish it you know, you're gonna show it off, you know. So and and that's what my husband helped me understand. He said I was a gift to this world, that I had something to contribute to this world. I had something to give to someone, even right. my experience. So that's what I chose to do. Um I have a, a heart for foster care and I try to volunteer as much as I can with that community and um Just letting the children know that they are a gift to this world And they do have something to give They have something to contribute, you know, besides pain And and just accepting that I am a gift So whoever's out there listening Just know that you are a gift, no matter what You are a gift God allowed you to come into this world and live this life It's a gift, take it and live it to the full Wow, thank you, gift, you have gift, really been a gift to us And thank you so much for sharing And I, I appreciate yeah, you coming I on, appreciate online and, and sharing with us And I'm certain that, you know, you have touched a lot of people
3: tonight with your story And you certainly are a gift mm-hmm. to us And we, we pray that you'll continue to be a part of our show Thank you so much
2: Okay, well, we have another person, sharing on the panel, right?
0: it would be myself, LaTarsha, and, um, you know, I just want to be able to reach any woman that's listening um, and help them to understand how I got through. Um, For years, you know, I was getting molested by my father, and um, I did not know how to reach out to people, you know, I I didn't know, you know, my mother was away. She um, lived in another state, and, you know, I just didn't feel like I had anybody to reach out to. And it took me to go through a divorce to finally see who I really was. You know, I'm in a process. But in this process, and I didn't understand why, I would allow myself to be in such an abusive relationship, and it was because that was all I knew, you know, from the abuse from my past. So it took me two years of therapy to be able to um, understand who I was and why I made the bad choices that I did. And it is, you feel shameful, you feel like it's your fault, like you did something wrong, you know, and you always want to blame yourself. So in the process of me going through the therapy, it helped me because it helped me to take back my power and say, you know, I'm not, I don't have to live in shame anymore. I don't have to stay away from my family because I'm so embarrassed to be around, you know, my father. And it took me for years to, you know, push through that. So I can totally relate to how Tasha feel. like you always felt like an outcast. You always felt like, you know, you wasn't accepted. You know, you felt like, you know, I didn't feel like I was always um, accepted as my father's daughter. You know, I felt, um, I I just, I'm a little bit, you know, emotional right now because, you know, this is my first time ever publicly speaking about my story, you know, and I know that, um when you break the silence, it does heal the pain because it frees you, because what you do is you transfer that baggage back over to that person, you know. And I just thank God that I was able to go to my father one time, you know, and I explained to him how he affected my life and how it destroyed me, you know. But I just thank God that God said that that, that me being destroyed That was only Satan playing in my head because I'm not destroyed, you know, and I am the woman that I am today because God has pulled me through. He allowed me to go back to my offender and give it back to him and take back my power and let me, you know, be free of that. So I just want to let women know that even though we go through these things in life, you know, we have to take back our power. Because when we walk around angry, bitter, making bad choices, we make those bad choices because we're so angry, we're so bitter. You know, we don't know how to turn it around, you know. But once, you know, I went to, um, you know, my therapist and, you know, she walked me through a lot of things, you know, of um, the destructive emotional um, relationships, you know, and things that... Um, Will affect me And there's going to always be triggers You know, Tasha talked about How there are triggers, you know, for her And, you know, there are triggers for me You know, sometimes if people say Like, especially men Say certain things to me Those are triggers for me You know, and for so long I allowed those triggers to control my life But we have to take it back You know, and, and take that bondage And give it back to the person Because that's their bondage That's not ours I don't have to feel shame because of something that, you know, that I had no, um, I didn't know what was going on, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be free of this. I'm just letting it go. Amen. And that's how, you know, you, you break the silence, you know, it, it definitely heals the pain. You know, people didn't know how to take me. I was misunderstood all the time. You know, oh, she's simple, she's crazy, and all that kind of stuff. It's because it was turmoil, that was going on inside of me, you know, but I'm, I'm standing strong now. You know, I will not allow anybody to hurt me. I will not allow anybody to um, take advantage of me or do anything that I don't want because I have that right. And I just want you know, to, you know, let um, people know that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Tasha, I, I'm hearing you and I heard some of the other guests, and I jotted down some a pattern that each of you said in a certain order. And that was the first thing I noticed was fear. Then the fear turned into anger. The anger turned into hurt. The hurt turned into... ...to loathe. The goodness, ...between brokenness... ...brokenness and you... ...like after... ...in came... ...to gave it into it. it Seems like healing got you to that healing. Would you agree with that?
0: Um, you was breaking up, Tony, I'm so sorry, I couldn't really hear you. It's kinda of like going in and out some. okay. Uh
2: uh fear and so kind fear, of low self esteem. De
0: definitely low self esteem. Yes, definitely it yeah, bothers it huh.
2: Yeah.
0: You're still breaking up, Tony
2: Okay, can you hear me now?
0: Yes, I can hear you now
2: Okay, so yeah, you wrapped it up You said what I was going to say And uh, we are at the close Does anybody have a comment they wanted to make About what Tasha just shared with us Or any of our guests?
4: I'd like to say something This is George I'd just like to say how
3: proud I am of you because it took an enormous amount of courage for you to open your life
2: up and
3: share it. And I pray that your story not only helps to set you free, but it helps to set other people free who are living in the same kind of bondage. I am so proud of you, Tasha. I love you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Jay.
2: Well, if I'm not breaking up, we've come to the end
1: of
2: the show If I'm not breaking up, we've come to the end of the show Can everybody hear me now?
4: Yes, we hear you
2: Okay, and I enjoyed it tonight I really enjoyed it, everybody did a wonderful job And um, I'm just proud of y'all, man And Tasha, my heart is with you, you know we can do a big group hug now if y'all want to uh, And feel better <laughs> All about <right>. it. <laughs> I, I, I am and good And the callers are welcome Denona, uh, what's next week's topic?
4: Oh, next week's topic
3: Is sex addiction Is it a diagnosis Or an excuse?
2: Oh, we know the answer to that Now don't we Fuck <laughs> 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 um, up, Mark you woke up Mark Anthony. <laughs> join us next week. If I'm not breaking up, and y'all can hear me, join us next week.
0: Everybody, let's tell them bye.
1: Good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you so
0: much for calling in. Thank you so much. With a bulge on my
2: shoulder, it's the cold war. I'm a coldest soldier. Hold the same fight that made Martin Luther the king. I ain't using it for the right thing. In between lean and the fiend.
3: I got a train. One day.
2: Looking in the mirror, images of me getting much clearer, dear self. I wrote a letter just to better my soul If I don't express it, then forever I hold side. I'm from a side where we gotta Control, rap music and the hood Play the fatherly role, my story like Yours, yo, gotta be told, trying to make it From a gangster to a or roll. Red scrolls are stone
3: slaves, the Jewish people In cold cage. hate has no color or age Flip the page, now my rage Became freedom, right dreams in the dark They far, but I can see them, I believe in Heaven more than hell, blessings more than jail In the ghetto
2: letting love prevail With a story to tell, my eyes see the glory well, the world waiting for me
1: to yell, I have a dream I got a dream One day We're gonna work it out out